Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the fourth installment of Four Guys Saying Some Stuff, Excrement. I am Khalil, and joining me on this fourth installment is my buddy Toby, my buddy Matthew, and my buddy Tyrone. I mean, Tyrone. <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> so this is, um, like I just said, this is um, part four, or as I would say in Toby's mother tongue, part there. Um, <laughs> that's Dutch yeah. for, you know, you guys who aren't uh, multilingual. Except my mother's Danish, but anyway, and, and she's not even Danish. That's my dad. Continue. I mean, mother tongue is because it's your mother country. Uh, Denmark, Danish, <laughs> not Dutch. Anyway, moving on. Danish, Dutch. I, I slept through. Um, I slept through yeah, uh, history. Yeah. Forgive me. <laughs> Geography. Oh, I slept through all of it. Okay. Yeah, great beginning. All right, go ahead. Oh yeah. So anyway, enough about uh, Toby's father tongue. Um, how was everyone's weekend? Uh, so far, yeah. Blown up. Yeah. Pretty happy. Did anyone? I'm sorry. Anyone cook out? Uh, spend time with the family, the children. No. Uh, the park. <laughs> no. You said that too enthusiastically. I don't like how. Huh. Toby doesn't have to leave his basement. That's the whole point. He literally just lives down. Huh. Yeah, lives Toby lives at Funko. He just. <laughs> <laughs> It's the luckiest son of a bitch I've ever met, ever. I told Aaron, she said, "We live in da you live in Dave and Buster's." I said, "No, now with the water slide in the pool, it's uh, six flags. We have six flags, six flags in Columbia." Oh man. <laughs> okay, so that's disappointing that no one did anything um, remotely interesting over the weekend. I thought I was going to get, you know. A cascade of oh yeah, me and the kids. We went to the park. Well, you know, we tossed the ball. We uh, frolicked, ran through the tulips. Something. Well, I mean, I I, you, you, I take that back. The kids and I did do something. Uh, what they did was they stayed away from me, and I stayed away from them because <laughs> they're teenagers, mm. and that's that's probably best for us for now. Instead mm. of me coming around, hey kids, let's go. They don't they don't care about what I feel. Or what I want, uh, so I let it go. I've lost my children. It's over. I just gave my three year old a bunch of snacks. That's pretty much it. All right. Good talk. <laughs> For the record, people who are listening, we're actually good dads. We're just kidding around. <laughs> Don't realize like, they're horrible. We're awesome. we're we're for the good dads. Define good. Uh, I I pay bills. They are still alive. <laughs> That's great. All right. That's I, I do right. the bare minimum not to get yelled at. Yeah. I support them in anything and everything they want to do. It's other words, okay? Now I'm being tested on how my fatherhood is. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I uh, go now into the realm of the happenings of entertainment, specifically music. So for the past two months of quarantine, 
there's been a Instagram trend of these battles, these versus battles that are organized by producers, Swiss Beats and T Timbaland. So I believe it started with like Timbaland and um, somebody who uh, I'm forgetting, but basically on almost a weekly basis, there's been a battle, mostly um, artists in the hip hop and R&B realm. And the most recent one announced, and I don't know if this has been confirmed, is Usher versus Chris Brown. So um, I want to ask, I want to ask you guys, and if there is any battle you would want to see, and this is any genre of music, and artists can be dead or alive, like a dream battle. First of all, let me explain what the battle is. Basically, the two artists will be on the same Instagram live, and they will just go back and forth, take turns playing a hit. But basically, it's like a battle of, of the hits. Somebody will play a hit, and then the other artist will try to play another hit to match that, and they normally go about 20 songs each. So, you know, like, for instance, maybe in the 60s, you could have had the Beatles versus the Stones or, you know, that uh, that type of thing. Can you think of any, like, you know, like dream battles, artists, dead or alive, um, that you would want to see two Ooh. artists go head to head? I've got one because we're never going to get it any other way. It's under 3000 and big boy. Cause I need a freaking outcast. Mm, yes. Yes. <laughs> that is a great idea. They hate each other, big boy. So they need to do it. It's not a bad that idea. would be fantastic. I actually would pay attention and watch for that. Cause, uh, Tyrone, who, do, who do you think a uh, queen, who do you think queen could go against? Who would match queen? Matching queen. Don't say it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Queen is so out there and so all over the place. It, it, it would have to be a band with a, a lead singer that can match them. So I will probably go Aerosmith. Aerosmith yes, that's a good choice. Queen. Yeah, that's yeah. a good choice. That's a good choice. It's I mean, similar style. I mean, Queen, yes. Queen, Queen, of course, would win, but it would be good battle. Never. Queen would destroy them, but <laughs> if you remember, the, 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 the biggest selling American rock and roll band of all time is... Aerosmith. Eagles. So, oh, it's not the Eagles? Oh, no, no, no. That's the, just, just the one album. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the whole thing. It's Overall, Aerosmith. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. And I still don't I'm like that. I don't like the Eagles have the greatest, biggest selling album of all time. Album just, of all time. Well, that's just in America. Yeah. That's only yeah. by American, um, you know, sales. But worldwide, it's still a thriller. But yeah, in America, it's Eagles Greatest Hits, Volume 1. So I got to be honest with you. Uh, first of all, I'm going to answer your question. And for me, it would be uh, Michael Jackson versus Prince. I just, oh, I, yeah. I just feel like the, it, it would be less about the music and more about their stares towards each other and what Prince is <laughs> kind of the looks he'll probably give Michael. <laughs> and, and then the shade that Michael will probably give back. I think it would be more interesting for that. But uh, I'll be honest with you. Teddy Riley and Babyface destroyed it for me. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't know. They just took it. Yeah, it was, it was a spectacle. Like it was, it was, it was, yeah. it was like I'm. Gonna, it was baby faces. Like, all right, I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna sit here in my recording studio with the lights off and chill and play music. And Teddy Riley tried to go out with the whole Barnum and Bailey circus. I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, I mean he, he tried to go for the big, you know, the big score, I guess, and tried to to, to make it a big deal. All the pomp and circumstance, but, but it, that was just, it, and like you said, turn people off. Here's what I don't like about it, though. Teddy Riley, if you know who Teddy Riley is, producer from the '90s and '80s, but he's never been known for his singing. 
he always has someone else singing, and he'll just be in the background dancing. Basically, he's the Kirk Frank. He's the Kirk Franklin of the New Jack Swing era. Basically, yes. So I mean, yes, the brother is talented, but when it comes to singing, I don't want to hear you sing. Just just hit play, and we watch <laughs> that. <laughs> get the hell out the way. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. So since then, I don't care. And then Erica Badu and uh, Joe Scott, I was excited about that. And I guess someone forgot to tell Erica Badu that she was supposed to do this because she took like what 30, 40 minutes to actually show up. And by then, I didn't care. Anything. So yeah, yeah, man. So yeah. I would like to see, and I would like to see Bob Marley and Bob D- Dylan. I know that may seem kind of odd on the surface, yeah, but I think they have a lot more in common than people uh, think. You know, they're both kind of you know folk. Um, heroes of their respective, you know, um, of their respective yeah, g- generations, genres. Sorry, genres, and, you know, the social political content of their work. And I've always looked at Bob Marley as a reggae uh, D- Dylan. So, yeah. So, gentlemen, um, I've taken a different route this time around. Instead of talking about shows uh, that I'm uh, getting into and, and trying to like, or talking about, you know, Beavis and Butthead coming back and everything like that and giving you news. I thought this time around, since um, we're still kind of stuck in the house and we're looking for things to watch, I would give you, like, my top five shows to watch on uh, television streaming or actual television. Uh, And so uh, I'll start from the bottom and work my way up to number one. Uh, So number five for me would be Outlander on Stars. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. So it's based on a book series uh, that I've never read and I don't ever plan on reading, but it, uh, <laughs> it follows uh, Claire Randall and, uh, and uh, Jamie um, Frazier uh, as they, they journey through, um, I think it's the what is it, 13th or 14th century uh, in Scotland and in England. And so it's a pretty decent show. It, the first season, if you watch it, it has some very difficult scenes to watch. Uh, mainly, um, <laughs> mainly uh, Jamie Frazier. Uh, there's a rape scene uh, involving Jamie Frazier where he's being raped and tortured by another man, and the man is trying to break his spirit. So every night he comes into J- Jamie's cell and he rapes him. And so uh, that's kind of worth the price of admission alone because it's just a weird series of events that you're like, why am I watching this? But at the same time. Holy shit. Another, yeah. another man breaks into another man's cell and rapes him? He's not breaking in. He uh, He's being tortured. And this is one of the ways he is torturing him. By um, oh. forcing himself onto Jamie. So R. Kelly's in this show? or what? Yes, it is based on R. Kelly's... <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Alright, so I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to get out of here uh, before people were like, what the hell? Anyway, yeah, number four would be... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, number four would be the Ozark, and Ozark right now is in season Amazing. three. <clears throat> it's just been announced that they're coming back with season four, and season four is their last season, which breaks my heart because this is like if you if you're a, an adrenaline a adrenaline junkie and you just like you know to not know what's going to happen and always be expecting the next thing. For me, this is the show for you. Um, Jason Bateman directs a, a large amount of the episodes. Uh, if you pay attention, there's Easter eggs within the show, about the show. Even at the very beginning, if you pay attention, how the uh, title of the show is uh, spelled out. Uh, it has to do with what's happening in the actual episode. So you have to actually pay attention to the whole thing. It's a pretty awesome show. Uh, it's on Netflix. And uh, number three would be Alone. 
I'm not sure if you guys ever heard of this, but Alone is basically mm. a survivalist show. Um, people are sent out into the woods by themselves, and they're asked to survive oh. for about 30 days. Uh, some people can do it, some people can't. Um, but that, that for me, I like survival shows like that, like Naked and Afraid, those kind of things. So uh, it's pretty interesting. It's seven seasons in now. You can find it on the History Channel and on Netflix. And then now I'm going to go a little goofier. Uh, number two uh, for me is probably one of the best shows ever on television. You guys may not agree, but How I Met Your Mother. And for me, nine seasons on CBS, now on Hulu, to me is one of the best shows ever. It's If you think about it, it's a show about nothing because he's really just telling a story about how he met his kid's mother but as you watch through the seasons it really has nothing to do with her <laughs> but you know uh neil patrick harris is one of the stars of the show he is amazing as barney stinson uh the bro code is something i still use with my friends no uh, so uh one of the best interject one of the best episodes of that is when he gets he uh he wants that it's his birthday it's neil patrick harris's birthday yeah. it's barney's birthday and he wants to get um william zapka to show up from karate kid <laughs> yes. for his birthday and he's the clown he's the clown the whole time in the episode yeah. and then ralph macchio shows up and he goes hey i'm ralph and he goes no ralph macchio i hate ralph macchio and then at the end of the episode uh william zapka wipes those makeup off and he goes William Zabkin gives him a huge hug. Yeah. It is a great. It, that's one of my favorites. Sorry, continue. No, 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 no. no to me, uh, to me, that, that's the, the greatness of the show. Each episode is a fun thing, man. It never got old uh, until the last two episodes when they finished it out, and you were like, "This is the dumbest shit I've ever watched for nine oh, years." So, I mean, they were doing great until it was time to finish it. But uh, lastly, it, number one for me, and will always be number one. I just watched it again for like the fifth time the entire series is the league and the league was on FX for about seven seasons. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, man. It is hilarious. It is about uh, fantasy football, uh, a bunch of friends who play fantasy football and they basically give each other shit and do pranks on each other and stuff like that. And I, uh, man, to me, that's, that's my whole life. <laughs> it's the league, man. So I, I enjoy watching it. Paul Shear is also on the show. And so, yeah, that's my top five shows to, to binge on, man. What are you guys watching? Um, I will be watching the ABC, ABC's recently announced reboot of um, the Wonder Years with um, oh, really Black folks. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> it's called uh, Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> they've done this already. But no, I actually want to see that too. <laughs> what about what about in the in the in the couple of seconds left? What about the best series finale you ever saw on a, on a sitcom or any TV show. Any the best series finale you ever saw. Quick. Uh, people might not like this, but for me, it's the Cosby Show. Okay, when, good one. Yeah. Got Khalil, Matt. For me, Sons of Anarchy. Ooh. Oh, series finale. Okay, Khalil. Hmm. You know what? I have to come back next week for my answer. Right for my answer. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm just curious. We know yours, so go ahead and say it. What what is mine? It's uh, uh Newhart. It's a uh, it's a uh, yeah. yeah. It's the best series finale ever in the history of <laughs> history of television. Actually, I thought, was, uh, I thought it was I thought it was Charles in charge. You know what? No, yeah. Okay. One day we'll have to get into that. We'll have to do an ex- we'll have to do like a TV only uh, podcast just just to delve into the deeper stuff. Um, so I meant to talk to you guys today about 
we uh, piggybacking off what we talked about last week with the NBA coming to this Orlando bubble, they've already started going down there. And there was something funny that actually came out today on CBS Sports where they showed some of the NBA players have reported to this Orlando dream place that Matt says is amazing. And they are they're in hotels and the, Troy Daniels, who I think is on the Grizzlies, took a picture of his meal and I will add it to our uh, Facebook page later on. It basically is akin to the meals they got at Fire Festival. You guys remember that crap? Oh, Shitty plastic sandwich, the, the sandwiches with the processed cheese in the styrofoam. So I'll put the picture on the page. You guys will see it tomorrow. Anybody listening can see it too. Troy Tan- Tan- Daniels took this picture and put it on his Twitter, and it was like an apple and like one of those Courtyard by Marriott cookies. <laughs> nice. Hello, welcome to Courtyard by Marriott. What's your name? And enjoy this cookie. Uh, it's hilarious. And they said it wasn't everybody, but they're dealing with some conditions down there that, hey, these guys are, you know, they're not used to it. So this is the price they're going to have to pay yeah. for, for, for playing right now. And then the WNBA players reported to their site too they're dealing with much more spartan conditions they uh one of the players took a video a small video of the laundry room um one of the laundry rooms at the hotel and there was a rat a mouse trap on the shelf Love it. Just sitting up on the shelf just sitting up there on the shelf in the laundry room and it looked terrible and then there were like clogged drains and stuff so there's it's it's like I said, it's a it's a mess they're gonna have to deal with if this is what they want to do. And then I had some this is not necessarily related to sports, but it talks about priorities again about how um the NBA players are all gonna get tested three, four times a week um mm. to keep their business going. And teachers are, if you've seen in the news, are gonna get forced to go back full time and they're gonna be like, just deal with it, you know. And there's all these questions abound like what happens if a teacher comes back COVID positive and has to stay home? Who's taking those kids and so on and so forth. So again, you know, I keep coming back to the same theme, which is really shows us what our priorities are. Um, yep. It's, it's embarrassing. The other thing to bring up, and then I want to see what you guys have to say is the debate right now about what Washington, as my wife calls uh, the Washington unprofessional sports program <laughs> Um, what they're going to do about the name. There were some cool logos flying around about the Washington Red Tails. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. I just found it unusual. Not unusual. I'm sorry. I just found it shitty that the that the franchise has become so reactive instead of proactive. Mm-hmm. This has been a problem for many, 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 many years. And now, oh, George Floyd, Floyd Brianna Taylor, Vanessa Guillen, all these um, deaths. And now suddenly there's a letter from Dan Snyder saying, because of recent events, no motherfucker, these events have been going on for years. You're just acknowledging it now. Well, for, I'm sorry. It's a disease of the culture. No, go ahead, Ty. No, no, yeah. For, and uh, just, I'm sorry, man. But for me, I don't even feel like it would be an issue had it not been for the fact that Nike and other uh, sponsors are pulling their, their funding towards the Redskins. Yeah. So to me, yeah. it's it's not that these things happen and, you know, Absolutely. we need to do something because this is wrong. It's more of we're losing money and yeah. we need to fix this before it gets bad kind of a thing. Great point. So it's, 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 yeah, what you say. Yeah. it's reactive. It's not proactive. It's not let's let's put out a product that is going to um, 
going to satisfy everybody, but you know, let's 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 put out a product that we're going to have pride in. Let's show, let's de- let's put on display what we as Washingtonians should be proud of. Let's represent it that way, and not oh, we've just carried on business as usual. Nobody's complaining. You know, nobody's really put out a hard complaint about this, and now we've got all these problems popping up all over the place. So now let's react. And like you said, they're losing the, the revenue. And now because they're losing their precious money, it's the same thing with the NBA thing. It's, oh, you're going to lose all your money. So let's test you guys three, four times a week, as mm-hmm. opposed to teachers who we don't need to pay you shit. And for those who are listening, don't real don't know that I'm a high school teacher of 18 years. So that's where all this is coming from. But um, if anybody has anything quick to add, I mean, I guess the only thing I'm going to hop in with the whole Redskins thing is it's it's becoming this Black Lives Matter PR marketing campaign companies are doing. And it's nothing to do with what they actually I truly feel like. They don't really care. It's just it's the hot thing to do right now, which I think the Redskins is another perfect example of how they're utilizing that to maybe get some goodwill, which I think is going to fail for them anyways. Because all they said is they're going to evaluate it. They're not going to do yeah. shit. And when the voices die down, and when they yeah. think the voices have died down enough, they're just going to go with the status yeah, quo. I agree with shit. But, so. I mean, if, if we look at our history, though, that's, to me, the, sadly, <laughs> it's yeah. not the images that you see. It is not the, you know, the pain in people's voices. It's not, you know, things that people write down in articles or anything like that. It's more of money. You know, when we think of the bus boycotts, it was money that got mm. things to change. You know, you think about, you know, Brown versus the Board of Education, things like that. It was always a money playing factors into the situation that got people to change their mind. When you think of the Civil War and the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, blacks got their freedom, it wasn't we need to give these people their freedom and let them fight. It was, no, how do we hurt the South? Oh, that's right. We free their slaves. And, you know, that's it's just it's what our history is. It's not about, you know, compassion or anything like that. At least not what I see anyway. It's more about the money in your pocketbook and how do we hurt you? And then once we hurt you, okay, now I change because I want my money back. So this is a very deep conversation. Maybe we should do yeah, one right. of these as well. Yeah. <laughs> and to follow that up, oof, that's going to be tough to do. But basically, I'm going to kind of hop off of what I talked about last week a little bit since I know, Ty, I saw you did and a few other folks watched Hamilton on Disney Plus over the weekend. Oh, my God. It was better than I expected it to be being filmed that way. Having been lucky enough to see it in person, mind you, very far back, so there's a lot of things I did not get to see when I saw it live. But having to see how they chose to do it with the original cast and the sound design and the angles they chose to do, it was just amazing. And also talking about money, I love the fact that if people want to see this groundbreaking show that has so much culture to it, so much unique spins on history, so much just artistry that's never been done before, all they have to do is drop six ninety nine for one month and they can see something that's costing $1,000 to go yeah. see live for two hours and it can stretch out to the masses. So I love the fact that they went that route and I love the fact that they kept it extremely pure to what it was versus trying to make it overly cin- cinematic. So that's what I'm going to start off with. But I'm going to pivot back into a rant I want to get into because I am just bored as shit for movies. And I literally recently watched, mind you, they were on TV, Toby, before you get mad at me. I recently watched several of Nicolas Cage's older movies. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. So, right now, desperate times. 
my right now is, we are just finding a fourth person to do this podcast. <laughs> Fuck you. Let me make my argument before you even kick me off this fucking show. Oh, I'm not kicking you off. I'm kicking me off. Go ahead. Okay, bye, Toby. Um, but <laughs> the, the main thing I'm going to say is I don't think we can even call Nicolas Cage an actor because <laughs> what I've seen is he plays literally the same. It's kind of like Keanu Reeves and John Wick. Mind you, he's amazing in other things. I'm not <laughs> hating on him. But barely any dialogue, very one-dimensional to most points. But watching Face Off, The Rock, a bunch of his other fucking movies, Gone in 60 Seconds, he, he does the same fucking shit. And literally, the, all those movies have the most dramatic-ass music I've ever seen. Over-the-top oh, action, which, mind you, is entertaining to watch when you're just sitting around on a Saturday board of shit. But I just look at him, I'm like, oh, shit, here he comes on Con Air. Like, I, I, <laughs> like you know... This fucking fool that I just I just don't understand. Plus, you all all the time, his surrounding cast is a thousand times better than him in oh, any yeah. of these movies. And he yeah. has an Oscar. And, and he, he has, has an Oscar. Oscar. <laughs> <He> <laughs> fucker. Um, so you know, it's just I, I I. What are your thoughts? I mean, could we even call? I him? can't I guess stand. We can. <laughs> I can't stand anything with Nick Cage in it like that. I am too. Nicholas Cage, what Toby is to um, what's his name, Lee, uh, Lee, Lee, Leonardo DiCaprio. So Toby will not see anything with with yeah, uh, Lee, Lee, Leonardo DiCaprio in it. I'm the same way with Nick Cage. Like when I was like in the '90s and I saw Con Air, you know, I was a teenager. I was stupid. I didn't know any better. Oh, this is so exciting! But you know, I'm 42 now, and I can't even stand to see his face. Last thing I saw him in that I could stomach was Kick Ass. That's only because yeah. he was in there as, as a uh, supporting role. So, uh, yeah. And he died. He, that, so that was right, good. That's right. There's always some. There's always other people that are around him who are better. In Con Air, Ving Rhames, John Malkovich, yep. even John Cusack. Yeah. And then in in um, in um, oh god, in I don't know, uh, Leaving Las Vegas, Elizabeth Shue. But no. Uh, but you could go. Uh, 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 Peggy Sue got married. That's uh, Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. She she. He is really bad in that movie, but she's so good in the movie, so good. You kind of forget how bad right. he is in it. I'll give you the penultimate one. I'll give you the penultimate one where Nicolas Cage was in the movie, and it's not so much that he was bad. There was so much better going on around him. Three Oscars in this movie. Cher, Olympia Dukakis, and the screenplay, Moonstruck. That was my oh next my God. example. Yep. Cage was god-awful in the three yep. of them. But honestly, the writing was great. And then Sharon Olympia Dukas. All of those movies with him, I can say that I truly enjoy to watch. It's a tie between The Rock <laughs> and just because it's fucking ridiculous, yep. it's Face Off. Like, I can't, like, <laughs> not not watch those movies. They're too enjoyable not to. I agree with Face Off. But again, that. Face Off is good despite Nicolas Cage. And he's full on Nicolas Cage in that movie with all this great <laughs> <Yeah. media. laughs> He's, he's he's dived right into it, but actually, he has another movie out that he's like full on Nick Cage. It's called Mom and Dad, where there's this signal that gets oh, sent yeah. out to all the parents, and all of a sudden, the parents want to kill their children. And the movie is oh. fantastic. It's a great movie. It's just he's full on Nick Cage, and you're like, yo, I can't take any more screaming from this guy. <laughs> he just screams all of his lines, man. Dude. Anyway. Yeah, some shit. <laughs> So I think, uh, Matt, it is time for... All 
All righty, for trivia tonight. So I'm also going to be for the charity for anything that is answered correctly, donate to Black Lives Matters as well. Um, and I'm going to take a different different tactic for trivia today. I'm not going to jump around to multiple different topics and genres. I'm going to exclusively stick with movies. Yeah. Because honestly, that's all I fucking know. Woo-woo. So I'm just going to go with that. So um, just going to jump right in here. Wait, and wait, we'll wait. Go ahead and, uh, How much time yep. do you want? Two minutes? Yeah, let's just stick with the two minutes. And what are you putting up? I'm putting up uh, $4 for each question that is answered right. Oh, right. Nice. Oh, let's nice. do this, guys. You ready? And I'm probably going to be dropping a lot of money, but that is great for a great cause. Right, so, yes, okay, I'm ready. start, Matt. Ready? Go. All right. First question. It's a fucking easy one. What are the dying words of Charles Foster Kane and Citizen Kane? Rosebud. Rosebud. All right. Who played Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate? Ann Bancroft. Next. There we go. What was the first feature-length animated film ever released for Disney? Snow White. Snow White, yep, that's right. All righty. Let's see here. From what movie did Tom Hanks score his first Academy Award nomination? Big. Next. God, I'm going to be paying a lot of money there. I love it. Um, What 1927 musical was the first talkie? What? What? 1927 musical was the first talkie. That's what it was called. Wings. No. Damn Yankees. Okay, yeah. Pass, pass, pass. pass. <laughs> All right. What was the name of the skyscraper in Die Hard? Oh, Nakatomi Towers. Nakatomi Plaza. There we go. Next. Okay. What flavor of Pop Tarts did Buddy the Elf use in the Spaghetti and Elf? Uh, uh, cherry. Nope. Strawberry. Nope. Next. All right. Pass it. What shocking Wes Craven horror movie carried the movie tagline to avoid fainting, keep repeating, it's only a movie? Hellraiser? Oh. No. A, 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 Night, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street? Nope. Hmm. Pass. Pass it. Pass. Pass. All right. What pop vocal group performs at, at the wedding and bridesmaids? Oh, uh, oh. Uh, Wilson Phillips. Wilson Phillips. Next. Yep. All right. What real-life, on-again, off-again Hollywood power couple starred in the film Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Oh, uh, Richard Burton and uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Yep. Ten seconds. All right. What American writer-director starred in several iconic European-produced spaghetti westerns? It's an easy one. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Time. Correct. Time. That's a fucking lot. You guys are good at movies. Matt, you fucked up. You know who you were talking to. I know, but also next up. time I'm going to pull out some weird, weird, weird so, stuff. For, for yes. anyone wondering, we uh, got eight. Yeah. So, so eight, eight times, times four. Eight times four is thirty-two bucks. Right, so, Absolutely. So which ones did we pass oh, on? What did we miss? That's right. We need to see the answers. Thank you. All right. So in terms of the ones that you passed on here, uh, the West Craven one was the last house on the left. Oh. oh. In terms of the uh, freaking Pop-Tarts from the movie Elf was Chocolate. Oh. Um, the 1927 musical that was first named a talkie was The Jazz Singer. Okay. Mm. And that's pretty much all we got to, and you got the rest. So, you know, I fucked up. But at the same time, for a great cause. <laughs> I fucked up. Love it. Fun times. All right. 
So I guess that uh, wraps up another edition, another exciting harrowing edition of four guys saying some excrement. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> or uh, AKA I get it. Your, your mom's listening to this. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, be sure to uh, listen to us on Spotify and Apple when we drop the link for uh, this show and all of our subsequent shows. We appreciate everyone for listening and uh, for supporting us. And don't forget to share the link. Tell your uh, be the town crier, like climb on top of your house with a bullhorn and tell everyone about this amazing podcast we have um, a Facebook uh, page as well. So we Instagram want to hear page. feedback and an Instagram page. We want to hear f- feedback. Like if you think the show is great, if you think it's a pile of excrement, um, you know, and everything <laughs> in between, please let us know. And as always, please, please send your uh, complaints to Toby Russell. That's right. Correct. Who also, Toby would not make it 30 days on the show alone because his phone would die a day in and he'd be lost. <laughs> Bastards. See? <laughs> <laughs> See ya. All right, gentlemen. You guys right. take care. Signing off. Take care. See ya. Adios.